For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. The NFL divisional round concluded last night, and I'd like to share with the audience if they, if they weren't aware that all four games, uh, special teams played a major role. Um, it was a catalyst. It, it resulted in wins. I'm very happy for that. It, it also almost lost a few games and arguably did lose a few games. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, I'm sure. With a new website, Bet Online is now your number one spot for football action this fall. It continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your phone to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Episode 64 of the podcast welcomes coach PJ Gibbs, East Lee County head coach, author, and national team coach for Team USA Football. Coach, it is an honor to have you on the show. How are you doing? Coach, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. We're, uh, you know, surviving this Florida winter down here. You know, I think it was like 45 when we woke up this morning. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Looking forward to getting ready to roll for spring practice and kind of get our spring ball visit set up with the coaching staff. I'm excited to share your story a little bit. I found you on social media and your Twitter presence is it's um, it's enlightening in a lot of ways. And we'll touch on the recruiting and uh, a little bit because that's it's kind of your niche in addition to coaching, of course, on defense. But I think that you uh, are truly uh, an advocate for these young men um, on your campus and just around you in the Florida area. So um, so having coached for, I guess, since 2001, I was reading. Could you share a brief history of your coaching experiences these last 20 years? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I started coaching at my alma mater uh, from uh, Manasquan, New Jersey, which uh, is smack dab in the middle of the state, right on the right on the beach, um, you know, a little bit north of what everybody remembers as the Jersey Shore. Uh, I used to get that all the time. And I'm like, no, we're not from there. That's that's south of us. Uh, so uh, kind of cut my teeth there. Uh, was a assistant linebacker coach um, for for my linebacker coach. Ma- Manasquan's a, a small town. Manasquan's like a Norman Rockwell painting, man. It's like the varsity blues deal. Like you know, if you played high school football um, there, then you went back to coach and like uh, guys that coached me, I coached with, and um, I was there for uh, for five years and uh, we coached a bunch of great kids, won, won some championships there, and then uh, 2006, uh, I wanted to kind of branch out a little bit. I wanted to be a coordinator, so I was hired by. I played and coached for a Hall of Fame coach in Manasquan and Vic Cabu. And then 2006, I worked for another Hall of Fame New Jersey coach, Joe Martucci at Matawan, was there for three years. Um, defensively, we went, for, went from 32nd out of 36 my first year to ninth out of 36 my second year. Um, and then back in, then I went back home in 2009. 
uh, uh, my defensive coordinator, Pete Cahill, I took over for Coach Kabu, who had passed away in 2007 and asked me to come back. So I was a defensive line coach for two years and then became the defensive coordinator for Jay Price, who was my linebacker coach uh, at Manasquan. So I was there from then and then until about 2015. And then um, wife and I, we got married in 09, had our daughter and son um, about a year and a half apart in New Jersey, taxes. And, you know, we, we were kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul and uh, my brother-in-law, who actually just took a job at Washington State, was with uh, Coach Pinkle at Missouri at the time as a defensive analyst, and he was recruiting the West Coast of Florida. So, you know, we'd see each other on holidays and stuff, and he's like, hey, man, listen, I don't know if you're looking to move, but Collier County is looking for coaches and teachers, and New Jersey's teaching certificate uh, has reciprocity in 49 states. So I put my resume out, um, interviewed at four places, got offered two jobs, and took one at Gulf Coast High School. And I uh, went back to my in-laws house uh, in Estero, Florida and said, hey, listen to my wife, are you ready to do this? Because we're going to need to get stuff rolling. And uh, we went back to New Jersey, sold our house in 10 days. And I can tell you, July 1st uh, at 1, 10 a.m., we pulled out of my mom's driveway in Manasquan with uh, a three and a one and a half year old and a loaded Honda CRV. And uh, we made made it to Jacksonville in the first day and then got down to Naples and was there for three years, uh, won the first district championship in the history of the school. Then um, was at, uh, was recruited to go to Palmetto Ridge High School and was there for three years. And my last year there in 2020, we had the number one defense in Southwest Florida, uh, giving up 6.9 points per game. And um, uh, parlayed that into uh, I always want to be a head coach. Since I've been 14 years old, I always want to be a head football coach. And um, I can remember sitting um, in Mr. Dowd's history class in uh, at Manasquan High School as a freshman, wanting to be like my head coach, Vic Caboo, and um, had uh, easily hired me in March and. Uh, we did some really good things this year. You know, we walked into a program that was 0-27, giving up 61 points a game. And, and this year we had the most wins in five years in the school's history. Went from giving up 61 points a game to 25 points a game and had a first shutout in six years. And I'm proud to say this year we'll have, they haven't had a college signee for football since 2012. This year we'll have eight signed. So I'm um, very proud of the work that um, the coaching staff has done and, um, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be there, you know, if, if the kids didn't buy into what we were doing when we first came in. I have winners on this show and you're a winner. And what I mean by that is like you you lead people and you lead young men on the football field and and off of it as well. And, and that's just it's amazing to hear because I see so many good football coaches who don't go the extra mile off the field for their kids. Um, they almost feel that it's an obligation that. You know, yep. you know and, and it should be part, it should really be a passion. I, I, I see you and I can tell that it's something that you thoroughly enjoy because it's, it's a lot of relationship building, right? You have to know how to deal with people and you have to deal with a wide variety of people because it's a regional sport and um, yeah, this is a big country. So I, I commend you for your efforts. And, you know, in addition to coaching football, you know, you're also an author. Um, you write on the subject, uh, defense. Could you elaborate a little more on this, uh, perhaps what writings taught you about yourself, both as a coach and a person? Well, I, you know, the reason why I did it first is um, it was I have ADD and it was COVID and we were all locked in the house. Right. Um, you know, go around our neighborhood and, you know, because nobody really knew what the deal was, you know, when this thing first hit. And um, so I said to my wife, I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to sit down and try to write a book. And uh, I lean pretty heavy on two guys that I worked with at USA Football, uh, John Weaver who's a wideout coach at uh, in Mississippi and Sean Liotta, who's a head coach in PA, they had self-published. And I just kind of like, how did you guys do it? And they, you know, turned me on to Amazon, you know, do, do the self-publishing thing. And 
Um, so the first book I wrote, I just kind of wanted to tell my story, like how I learned football and um, the defenses that I've learned through Manasquan, through uh, Coach Don Brown, who did the forward for both my books. Him and I have a very, very tight relationship. And, um, you know, uh, from going to there to the Iowa State three high safety stuff, which we kind of live in now, uh, we're very multiple with that. And um, I'm actually going to be putting a defensive system out with Coach Rick Stewart in all access coaching, the fast and physical defense that's going to be coming out. Um, in the middle, hopefully by the mid-March, once I get everything rolling um, for coaches to get. And, um, it, you know, in the second book, you know, bo both books did well on Amazon, but like everybody's like, well, coach, your book was number one for like six weeks. I'm like, yeah, well, everybody's sitting home. You know, they want to read, you know, they want to do something. So I don't think it was anything like, you know, magical. You know, I think everyone was just bored and they wanted to get their clinic fix in around that time, right? So, um, but, you know, what it kind of taught me is, um, you know, when, you know, kind of like coach you do with the podcast, you know, stuff we do, like you put yourself out there. I mean, you open yourself up to criticism and, and things like that because, you know, people are, they don't like what you're doing. They like what you're doing, but they want to talk behind your back and, you know, whatever. But um, I, I think it kind of, it, 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 it kind of shows you, you know, what the coaching community is about because I had so many guys reach out to me, like, coach, you know, can we zoom and can we do this? And, and listen, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm here because of football, like, you know, it, you know, we moved to Florida, you know, I love, I love teaching history. I was a history major in college, you know, but football got us to Florida out of New Jersey. And um, it, I, I try to give back to the game as much as possible because without the game, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you and having had as, as many great experiences with the people that I've had and, and helping the kids that I've had. So I, I think that's kind of the thing that with the books, it kind of connected me with a lot of people throughout the country to kind of help them out. I think it's awesome. You know, it's definitely a process and I, I've written a lot. I've never publicly published any of my writing, but you know, one day I think I could sift through and organize it properly and actually really come up with something neat. And I, I commend you for that too. I, uh, my, my grandmother was an author. Um, her mother was an author. So it's kind of in our blood. I was an English minor. I, yeah. I took English as a minor because I've always been a nerd with literature and stuff. So um, I, I think it's neat. I'll talk to you more off air about the, the writing process because it fascinates me. I love talking to authors. Um, I want to also talk. Uh, I have some friends that are in this team USA football. Uh, Mark Beach, you might know. And Nick, Nick Gatto. Nick Gatto is my dude, man. Nick, funny story. Nick Gatto's Nick Gatto's family. And I and our, and our family, like Gibbs family, the, the, he's related to the Herman family in Manasquan. OK, so so Nick and I have that connection. You know, he's out in Texas. But we anytime we did a USA football event, we take a picture and tag them in fa the Facebook post. Like, look who I found. You know, so it's in Mark Beach. Mark is one of the one of the most genuine human beings you'll ever meet in your life, man. What a, what a great not just a great coach X's and O's, but just a, a great dude to be around like. He's a guy that you 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 just want you know you want to have him come over your house every weekend just to, just to hang out. He took me under his wing. This is unexpected, but I didn't know I wasn't sure how well you knew either. But um, Mark was my my first coach really in high school. Okay, um, he was a DB guy. Uh, you know, of course, you know the side of the ball he coaches, and he uh, he he switched. I guess he was an OC in South Georgia. But long story short, I had no kicking coach. This is high school football, and he saw like the ability I had, I guess, and was like, I think you could definitely do this, you know? So he would show me a lot of attention, you know, he'd involve me in practice. He'd do situational things, which in 1999 and 1998, this is not, this is, this doesn't happen, you know? Um, but, but I was getting, I was getting game like experiences. And I think that 
had a, a huge impact on my career and, and my preparation. Um, but back to the, the USA football, because I think a lot of people were probably like, what are they talking about? Could you share uh, what USA football is, maybe the highlights working with this organization? And um, what is your role as your title as master trainer? Could you explain that as well? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, USA football, um, it really advocates for the safety of the sport, um, you know, from you know, twofold. One, um, you know, from the tackling, you know, the, the heads up program. Uh, that's kind of uh, kind of expanded into some different like coaching perspective things and, you know, kind of coaches helping coaches. And um, then the, the other part is the national team program. And uh, I've been involved with that since two, since 2008 when we did regional camps. Um, when I was living in New Jersey, I would do New Jersey and Maryland. And, you know, you just it, it was it's really to see how much it's grown, to be honest with you, since, you know, since 2008 is, is incredible. Um, and then they started this international bowl. Uh, I believe in 2010, 2011. So guys like Tyron Matthew, Jameis Winston, uh, Chase Young, like all, all these guys have played in it. Um, and uh, I was asked, my first international bowl was 2016. I was asked to be the U15 DB coach. And um, it's kind of funny because, you know, a lot of these kids are, are, are playing college ball today. So like Preston Stone, who's the starting quarterback at SMU, is uh, was our quarterback um, Ron Sullivan, who's a start, starting wideout at Purdue, was was one of our wideouts. Um, then in 2017, um, because it's international, so you're playing teams that are involved in the IFAF, the International Federation of American Football. So they asked me to be the DB coach for the Japanese team. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was, it was it's me and a bunch of these guys from Texas that are coaching this team, and it's like Google Translate to the max. Like you know, the coaches didn't speak English. Players, so I'm, I'm like, you know, you know, we're playing Ripley's match. So I'm on my, my phone, you know, blah, 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 and then I'd, I'd hit play and the, the phone would say whatever I was saying and the kids would shake their head. Um, and then I was a head coach for the last three years. So 2018, 2019, I was a head coach for U17 uh, select team uh, for the American team. And then um, in 2020, uh, Coach Aaron Ingram, who was the, uh, the, the, the national team manager, he was the coach, the head of the coach selection, calls me and said, hey, listen, uh, the Japanese team wants – a head coach. And he's like, I, I think you'd be great for it. And you get to pick your staff. So I'm like, sweet. I'm like, I appreciate the opportunity. And, um, you know, we did some research on the coaching staff for the U17 national. Now U17 national, these are the dudes, like the two quarterbacks on this national team that we played. One of them is Chris Parson, who's going to Florida state. The other one is Jake strong. Who's just committed to Texas tech. So we get, we didn't find out who their OC is and they're a heavy RPO, heavy RPO guy. So, I call Tyson vet from Iowa state. And I'm like, listen, I need everything you have for three high safety that I, that, that I can look at and, and install. So in five days, we installed the base three high safety defense with the Japanese team. We win 28 to 20 in AT&T stadium um, against the U 17 national team. Um, so that was the last international bowl I did because they didn't have it last year because of, um, you know, because of COVID, but um, it is, it's a phenomenal organization, a great experience. Um, you know, having been able to fortunate enough to coach and for my wife and kids to be able to watch me on TV coaching Cowboy Stadium. Uh, that, that's been really cool. And again, my grandfather was a World War II veteran. I had uncles that, that, that fought in Vietnam. So to, to represent the United States of America um, and, and, and be able to do it on a great stage like AT&T is, is phenomenal. Um, and then the master trainer stuff, I started that in 2015 as well. So basically what we do is we go in and we um, – in the beginning part of it, what we did was we went around the country and talked and, and talked to youth coaches about, um, you know, uh, heat acclimatization, practice planning, safe tackling. Um, we had this thing called rookie tackle 
which was a six, seven, and eight-man football for youth as opposed to playing on a, a full high school field. And then we transitioned into um, what the tackling system we use, which is uh, Andy Ryland and Richie Gray called the five fights. And Richie Gray is um, a tackling analyst for the Miami Dolphins. He's also a world championship rugby coach. Um, he trains the, 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 the New Zealand blacks in rugby. I mean, Richie is a, he's a dude. Um, so that, that's kind of like what we do now. And then we, what we've incorporated is like this, um, this like coaches, coaching coaches deal, uh, where we, we, we kind of learn how to, um, more like along the lines of, um, you know, mental strength and, and kind of helping people out. Um, and so we, we'll, we'll take courses on that. We're supposed to go to Indianapolis in March for, for training for that. We usually get together once a year in person for that. So, and then they just basically say, Hey, listen, you're in Florida, you're going to do this, 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 and this. And then the NFL will have us like we worked the pro bowl one year um, practice, you know, and, and just did a, a, a tackling deal. So um, it's, it, it's a really neat, it, it's been a really neat experience. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Awesome. And believe it or not, that is, that is something you do supplementary. Um, I do want to switch it now to what you do on a daily basis. I coached high school football for a number of years and, I love talking to high school coaches about the experience. Um, as mentioned, you are the head coach and you're also the recruiting coordinator for East Lee County High School in Naples, Florida, which is Southwest Florida for all you people that are out of state. Um, you're, you're way down there. You're about five hours from me. I'm in Daytona. Um, I'm closer to Georgia, but I'd like you to share a little more about uh, the program you took over, the coaches you've surrounded yourself with and um, what it's taken to to rebuild this program. I, I read an article recently, and this is not a program that has won, uh, you know, four or five state titles in a row. Um, this, this is definitely a challenge, I imagine. I'd love to talk to you about that a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, um, when when I was hired in March, uh, and again, I did my research on the job. I, I knew, you know, applying for it and interviewing it, I, I knew what had been done in the past. Uh, like I said, you're talking about a team that was hadn't won a game in three years, um, given up over 60 points a game on average no weight room culture, no, no culture in general, really, um, ineligibility, grade issues. And, um, you know, I, you know I, I did my research on a lot of guys in the area and I talked to some of my friends, you know, back home. You know, I said, hey, listen, you got And it's funny because any time you talk to a buddy in a, in a cold weather state, it's like, hey, listen, if you ever get a head job, I'm in, I'm coming. Well, get a head job. I make the phone call and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can move. I was like, dude, six months ago, you were in, you were coming. Right. You know? So it's like, I think for a lot of guys, it's like, oh my God, like I'm, I, re I really may have to sell my house or I have to tell my wife that we're moving and I don't know if she's going to want to move. So I, I found some great guys. Um, Brent Burnside, who was a former head coach at Moorhaven. Uh, he played a, a arena ball. Uh, he was my defensive coordinator and uh, just, just a great, just a great mentor of young men. Uh, very even keel. Um, obviously, the head coach experience really helped me because he, you know, he had a few years experience and now I'm transitioning from a coordinator to a head coach. And um, he was a great hire. I hired Bob Masseri, 72 year old Marine from Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam that uh, actually was my college. Fun, funny story. Bob was Bob coached at a high school that I played against in high school. And then when I, I signed to go play at St. Peter's College in Jersey City, which was an FCS program, Bob ended up being my linebacker coach my freshman and sophomore year. Um, so we, we've had a connection since about 1995, I would say. Uh, and then um, guys like uh, Herbins Paul, who, who's a Mockley High School graduate, played at Florida State, ended up being my OC. Um, 
high energy dude. Um, you know, kid, the kids love him. Whole, the whole thing with us was about teaching kids accountability, you know, cause Amen. you know, it was like, well, I, I, I remember my, my second week and I had kids being like, coach, I'm, I'm going to basketball. I go, no, no, you're not. It's spring football and you're not going to basketball Tuesday and Thursday. I mean, you go to basketball, but don't bother coming back out for football. And they had never heard that before. Some of them were kind of like, what do you mean? I can't go to basketball. Well, I mean, you can, but you're just not going to come back out for football. It's just how, how it's going to be. Um, you know, basketball season is in the wintertime, you know, not in the spring. If you're going to be a football player, you're going to play football. And I encourage multi-sport athletes. Like I tell them, like right now we have a bunch of kids playing basketball and a bunch of kids wrestling. And we have, now we have the spring weightlifting season coming. And I told my kids, if you're not running track, you're going to do weightlifting. You know, we want our kids involved. Uh, we had a bunch of guys in the building. I interviewed two guys in the building that had been there and guys were, that were good hearted men, like guys that were generally in it, Preston Towns and Marcus Simmons that were generally in it for the kids. And uh, that's why I kept them on staff because like when I met them and I interviewed them, I, coach, uh, I'm from New Jersey. I can do a few things well. And one of them, I can read people like a book. And within the first 30 seconds of meeting these guys, I knew they were in it for the right reason. So I you know I hired them. And um, so they, they've been an integral part of, you know, you know, turning around. And like when I hired them, I, I said, listen, um, you know, the buck stops with me. I mean, I'm the head coach. I'm going to make the decision, but we're all spokes in a wheel. I said, at the end of the day, like I have to answer the newspapers. I have to answer admin, but you know, every, everybody's equal. No, nobody's bigger than, than anybody else. Nobody, and nobody, certainly nobody's bigger than the program. So, you know, I'm not going to say it was all sunshine and rainbows, you know, but um, you know, we, we all worked hard summer. We had anywhere between 30 to 40 kids there Monday through Thursday when we practiced, when we, when we conditioned, we took them to Kaiser for seven on seven. I mean, some of these kids had never been out of, out of, out of the west coast of florida you know now we got them on the bus going to the east coast for the first time and competing against east coast teams and like listen guys if you want to play at an elite level we're going to play elite competition and we're, and we're going to compete and i don't care about the score yeah we want to win but are you competing every snap like you're, you're not just giving up on a play because you got beat right it, it was it was it was breaking that mold of that mentality of, of just well hey i'm just gonna you know just give up or you know oh they're already up by seven so you know, and, and we fought that all through the spring. It was the, it was the mentality of, well, you know, our spring game, right? We were down, I think, 31 to 7 going into halftime. And I challenged them. I said, listen, we can just get on the bus and, and you can, we, we, say, we can save everybody. To, or you, you, can, you can do the opposite of what you've done for the last – and I'm spe specifically talking to the senior class. You can do the opposite of what you've been doing for the last three years and just laying down, and you, and you, can, and you can freaking let, – let's get moving. You know, let, let's show, let's send a message to, the, to our fall schedule on how we're going to finish. That's what we need to do. We need to learn how to finish. And we, and we held them to three points in the, in the, in the second half. So, I mean, it's, it, it's been a process, man. Um, it, it's been a process and I can't thank my guys enough. They're, they're just, you know, I, I told you I'm hiring, I'm hiring you for a reason. And uh, I can't thank them enough. They, they, they've done a great job. You're doing a good job. I, I appreciate what you said. I, and I, my takeaway, what I heard more than anything just then was accountability. Um, I think that you, I don't want to name names, but it happened yesterday in really, really important football games where you could tell some guys in the field wanted to place blame everywhere else, but themselves. And it was cancerous. It was very toxic and it became, it became the catalyst for the worse in the game. You know, people lost, yesterday because of a lack of accountability at the highest of levels on each team. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to really, again, I think you probably know what I'm talking about at this point, but some faces of teams could, they could get a little stronger in that department. Do your job. And I agree. And, 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 and it's okay. 
right? It's okay. I think the beginning of change is assuming that I'm not perfect. In fact, I should always try and refine myself, right? If I'm married, if I'm married to my process and I think it's perfect, yep. that's when I become stagnant. And that's when others say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to stay the same. I'm going to change. Yep. And I, I really appreciate what you said. Um, just be accountable. I think it starts there. Um, and this really leads into my last question for you. And, you know, as we record, I think it's January 24, 2022, and we're coming up on a big day in high school football, which is National Signing Day. And weirdly enough, this is the second in as many as like two or three months. Uh, there's been two, right? Um, you are a guru, in my opinion, with recruiting relative to most, especially at the high school level. And I think I'm going to ask you like a hypothetical here is, what if I am a 2022 senior? I did everything for you. In your opinion, I'm an FCS, maybe a Division II talent, um, and I and I am a high academic performer. I, I, I've dotted my eyes and crossed my T's. What do you tell a guy like me who comes into your office tomorrow and says, "Coach, I have nothing." Can you please enlighten these people listening right now that this is not over for for a while? You know, after signing day. Yeah, you know, I I think. You know, when I, when I spoke at the AFCA, I, t I spoke about recruiting today's high school athlete and, I, you know, kind of what I, I take the parents through a journey when, when, I, when we hold our parent meeting and, 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 you know, talking to you as a 22 kid is, OK, yeah, you have a great GPA. You were you were a second team um, all conference player. OK, but here's the deal is the transfer portal right now is crushing high school recruiting, absolutely crushing it. So it's right. Just because you have nothing right now doesn't mean anything. All right. We have your social media edits you, you, right now with your grades. That's not going to be the issue. Do you have your fastest fill out? Do you have your NC2A clearinghouse ID? Do you have your NAI eligibility ID? And, and here's a deal. If you get a phone call tomorrow from a D2 school that offers you jump on it because too many times the, these kids. And, and I think a lot of it is a parents, to be honest with you, it's the one or bust mentality. And the goal, at the end of the day, the goal is the number zero, is what school are you loved up by? Who wants you? Not, not, not where you want to go. Who wants you? Right? And what can they give you to get you closest to that number zero? And if you're a high academic kid and you have the tape and you have the talent, they will find ways to get you there. And then also, too, is if that's the place you want to go, you better make sure you get your butt up there. Because the last thing we want in our program is for you not to go up there, go up there for a week and come home. And now that coach is going to go, I ain't ever going there again. Because now what you've done is for the next two or three recruiting cycles is that you've messed it up for the guys that are coming behind you. So I, I think honesty, first and foremost, the kids and parents need to be educated because let, let coach it's Twitter and, and Instagram. They're seeing all these guys. And I just posted something today. I don't know if you saw it about uh, hard works undefeated Cooper cup. Zero stars, right? Aaron Donald, two stars. Travis Kelsey, two stars. Tyreek Hill, zero stars. Stars don't mean anything to companies. It means this: it's money. Amen. But we get in, we get in, enamored with it because oh, I have a three or a four star. Yeah, but listen, at the end of the day, and, and this is this is kind of how I end my meeting. For your son, football is going to end at some point. Does he have his degree? What is he going to do? Like, and I, I, I've coached one NFL kid in 23 years of coaching. I've had one kid make it to the NFL. His name is Neil Sterling. Played for us at Manasquan High School. Was a seventh round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played for the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the Jets. Three contracts, 
retired at 28, now owns his own business because he got a business degree from Monmouth University. Nice. Right? So you're, 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 you're not going to be Tom Brady. You're not going to be playing until you're 45 years old. <laughs> you know, you know and, and listen, if you are, God bless you. Uh, and you can, you can come back and say, coach, you were wrong. I told you I was going to play until I'm 45, and I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. I will. But you're going to you're at, at some point football for you is going to end. What are you, what have we prepared you to do? Because, again, at the end of the day, our job is not football. It's life. It's teaching you how to be a better husband, a better father. All right. How to hold people accountable and also to be disciplined. Because, you know, I, I tell our guys like you, we want to become the mountain. And then figure out how to stay on top of the mountain and not and not fall from the mountain. Right. Adversity. How do, how do we react to it? Are we going to put our head in the sand? Are we going to point fingers? Are we going to start blaming everybody else? No. I, I, so I always put that man in the glass thing up. Who do you see in the morning? It's you. You, you, you have to impress that person, work out, work that person every day. Do not disappoint that person because you're, you're, at the, you're going to be responsible for other people's lives when you become a husband and a father. And hopefully we can give them the tools in our program from, for, for, from 10 years from now to be successful. I'm thankful for coaches like you. They're, they're few and far between. My purpose lately on this show is to, to, to try to get as many of my guests to voice this, that, you know, it's, there's, there's enough to go around. Um, but I love what you said. That it's not always the sexiest school. And they, if the sexy school is your number one choice, but there's no reciprocation, they have zero feelings for you. It's not just going to all of a sudden happen now. In fact, you would have probably known two years ago if there was an interest. All right, coach, I really appreciate you. And I'm going to ask you, like I always do, if you could please share a few ways with the audience that they could reach you. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, the Twitter is easy. It's at coach PJ Gibbs. Email is pgibbs8424 at Gmail. So if they want to drop me an email or DM me on Twitter, I'm more than happy because coach, like I said before, I'm here because of football and I want to give back to the game and help you. Amen. And I'm grateful for the information. I'm actually going to follow up with you about some of the NAIA and D2 paperwork, because I think it's important to go ahead and get these things rolling because there's going to be a lot of opportunities at those levels. And I think kids, you know, um, oftentimes wait till after the fact, and then it slows the process down. So thank you for, for the little details like that. Um, it means a lot to everyone at fourth down focus that you were able to share information that can and will benefit performance both on and off the field. Please give us a five-star rating and review, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. If you have questions, suggestions for future topics or guests, or if you have feedback for me, you can reach me several ways. My website is fourthdownu.com. On Instagram and Twitter, my handle is at fourthdownu. And on Facebook and LinkedIn, you can find me by simply searching Dan Space Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week with an exciting new guest. And I hope 2022 is treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.